Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Masterminds, and of course, I'm your host on Real Ghost Chatter. Today, Rosella C. Rao is back to share more of her paranormal adventures. She is the paranormal thriller author of The Haunting at 2095, based on a true story, and 911 Emergency. Rosella lives in Ohio and is the writer of the well-known blog my haunted travel blog you can find that at my haunted travel blog dot blogspot.com rosella has years of ghost hunting and investigation experience and travels around the u.s to the most haunted historic locations she writes about them in her blog rosella prides herself on telling the real story and truth regarding her experiences with spirits encountered at historic places and the legends surrounding the entity. Welcome back, Rosella. I am so excited to get to work with you today here. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad it's you're good to be back. Yes, I know. It's always fun to have you here. You always have new experiences to share. In fact, yes. b- before we started this podcast, we were talking about several. You've given me, God, three or four. So I'm going to let everybody know that we're going to do some today and then As soon as we can, we'll have Rosella back on to do some more of her experiences. Today, you're talking to me about, I believe, the Punterson Manor. Is that right? Yes. So I went with my friend who's the romance novelist, uh, Misty Parker. I went with her and I went with Brent, who's also, he's he's a paranormal investigator. He actually runs the Paranormal Door group page, if people know. If you have people in the paranormal world who follow things on Facebook, know who he is probably. But he went with me. We've been all kind of good friends for years. And I arrived first, actually, in the snow. And uh, I pulled up to this really, really grand manor in a horribly big blizzard that just came Lake Effect snow when I was coming. And Misty was following me, like, to come, like, an hour later. And I knew that she was going to hit it, so I was worried about her. But... I took some pictures and it was really cool. I mean, they have like gargoyles kind of outside and this beautiful Dutch style, huge house that they have built other rooms upon on pretty much the right side of the building, but the left actually goes back like a hundred years, I think. It's gorgeous. And the bad thing, the only bad thing about the place that I'm going to say is like, just so people are warned, when you go there, there are no luggage carts. It is stairs. <laughs> like, you have to lug your stuff by yourself through the stairs. 
And since it was freezing outside, unexpectedly for me, I had to lug and take every, like all my drinks and stuff out of the car because I was going somewhere else another, another day. So I had like pop in my car and it would like freeze and explode all over my car. So I, it was like the worst just taking my stuff in. We had the most, like a beautiful room, like right on the end, on, actually on the newer side. Cause I'm like, I'm a medium, so don't put me on the old side. I cannot <laughs> handle people staring at me when I'm sleeping. Like, it just is not going to work. So I was honest. And they were like, oh, you are? Like, who are you? And I told them who I was. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're, that's so cool. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you think it's cool. I'm serious. Do not put me in a haunted room. <laughs> <laughs> like, they will stare at me. I can't do it. So, yeah, I, once I got all my stuff in, I mean, the snow was coming down. It's, it's on the lake and it's just so beautiful. I was taking pictures and kind of wandering around, waiting for my friends to arrive and introduce myself to some of the staff. Since it was winter, it was just after Christmas, like a few days after Christmas, and they still had all their decor up that was really pretty. I just like introduced myself to the staff because they only had like three people probably working. Wow. And then I said who I was and asked if they could give me a tour because they do do tours in October that I read. So it's like, if you guys can tour when my friend comes, it'd be great. <coughs> Sorry, it's so dry being winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we got the tour and it was really great. The manager was really wonderful. Her name was Christine, which I love Phantom of the Opera. And I always wanted to be like an opera singer. And I sing Christine's like uh, vine. So I'm like, I remember your name. <laughs> I'm terrible at names. I I've told you that so many times. Oh, but me too. Me too. <laughs> I actually feel so great that I remember one name. <laughs> I know. Like, me too. I know your name. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we get a gold star. I know I'm the same. I know. I feel like I should get a medal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, okay, you know, and she gave me the tour with, with Misty and she came. This funny thing. We were sitting in front of this gigantic Christmas tree in the foyer. Beautiful tree. And their theme was like nutcracker. The whole tree had three different sizes of, of nutcrackers on it. Oh, how beautiful. Well, this mini nutcracker, it was the only one on the tree that was moving. That I just, whenever she would talk and she was telling a story and she called it Mr. Punderson, who is the original landowner of the property, like the land. And that's why it's called Hunterson Lake because there was an inn, like a distillery, an inn that him and his wife had bought the land and built, and then they had like raised, according to Mr. Punterson, who talked to me, four children in this this area, like in, in the building. But that that building doesn't exist anymore. It's like six feet away from where this actual house now stands. Now, Mr. Cleveland and his wife built the manor that okay. we were in. But whenever she would talk about Mr. Punderson and called him Mr. Punderson, this little nutcracker would move. And only only that on the whole tree. And it moved for 10 minutes straight. And it never stopped until she walked away. Oh, my. So it was so funny. But when she walked away on her own, and me and Misty were still, sta- like still standing there, and I was taking pictures and she was taking pictures, I was like, look at that. She just walked away and it immediately stopped, like a broom. That was interesting, but she said there was a lot of activity in the library and to go up to the library. So we went to the library waiting for Brent to come because he still wasn't there. And we went up there and all of a sudden we sat down. It was just crazy activity up there. Like It was Mr. Cleveland who was talking to me and he was saying that that was his room and his little sanctuary that he always like loved to be in. 
And he told me that his children and his wife are the people who are still there. Some people would say haunting the building. They're just, to them, they just want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their happy place. He's like, yeah, I know Mr. Punderson and his wife. You know, we're all fine and friends and we all share the space. But he's like, this is mine. No, I built this. This is mine. And I said, it must be hard when people keep calling him Punderson, you know, and you built this vast, fabulous property, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it does kind of sting. It was interesting. And so we got hungry because it was really getting late. It's like the sun's going to go down because it's winter. Let's go down and eat. And they have this beautiful restaurant and a bar. It overlooks the lake. It's just so gorgeous. And I said, you know, you could come down and go with us. He said that he would. Well, Brent got there like two hours later and we were in our hotel room. So he knocks on the door and he comes in. He brings on like all the equipment in there setting it all up and he's just turning it on to see if the batteries are good uh, and I was talking about how we went up because he said well have you guys done anything what have I experienced you know that kind of thing Misty and I are telling him about Mr. Cleveland upstairs all of a sudden the like REM pod that he had on the edge of my bed it just goes off and he was actually even on the other side of the room still getting out equipment he turned around and he goes uh and I'm like well, I told Mr. Cleveland, like, it's everything's okay. Just don't come to my room because I need to see. <laughs> 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 Mr. Cleveland, I told you. And he's like, eee. <laughs> it was so funny. And I'm like, you're pulling my leg. And he goes, eee, on the face. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he That's was great. so sweet. And then his wife showed up. His wife, he always is so nice that he introduces his wife back to me, you know, everything. She's really nice. And, you know, they're just joking around with uh, with me. Everything Brent would say, he would answer his questions and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, we had a good time. And we were going around and just kind of going a lot of different rooms. And Mr. Punderson seemed to be on the bottom floor in this, like, kind of banquet room. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that we discovered. So we didn't even know it was there. And we just ended up seeing a door that was open, like, what's this? And went downstairs, and there he was sitting there. Now, Brent has, like, I, I forget what it's called, SLS or something, that camera that you, the stick figures and stuff show oh, up. Right, right, yeah. So he does that, and then, like, he'll use that and tell me, because I'll be like, the presence is over here. Like, when I walk into the room, I'll feel, or they come in and enter a room I'm in, the spirit. I'll feel a personality first, mm-hmm. and then I'll know the presences of the personality is coming from, like exactly like where in the room. Mm-hmm. So he'll point to the camera, you know, to where I feel where the presence is coming from. And the personality was different than Mr. Jolly Nice, you know, Mr. Cleveland. And this, this, it's not like he wasn't jolly or anything like that. He was just very serious and very like business oriented, this guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I asked him a few questions, but he was shyer at first. So, but we have a picture, a stick figure picture of him sitting down. He's asking us to go because he doesn't really know who we are. Then we went up to the restaurant and we saw his wife at the restaurant kind of sitting off near the bar. And mm-hmm. her name was, I think it was Sybil, Sybil. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to talk to us, but she was definitely sitting there and she was saying it was her. She wouldn't interact that much then. And then we went up to the library. And that's when everything weird started to happen. Like, we entered and Mr. Cleveland, his wife, was there. Then Mr. Punderson came and Sybil, his wife. And all of a sudden, Sybil was the main one we were talking to. And here's the strange thing. 
Brent had put motion sensors on, like, in the, the door frame of the door. Like, uh-huh. down a long hallway. Though he had his REM pod right in front of me. I thought he must have put, because he has so much equipment. I'm like, mm-hmm. he must have put another REM pod down there. It sounded like a REM pod was going off. Like, eee! Like really? that. But there was nothing there. Oh, it, really? It, yeah, it like, <laughs> it mimicked it. And I kept asking who it was, and they said, it's someone who we're not allowing in the room because they're negative. It's dark. And I said, oh, okay, we don't want any darkness. Like, thank you. And Mr. Cleveland said he was protecting us from the dark person trying to get in the dark entity and I said thank you you know I utterly respect that then we heard a hi and then we heard a hello in a male voice it was you know it was not Brent because he was the one sitting next to us that was you know male and we looked out Brent looked up and down the hallway nothing and the motion uh, sensors never went off wow anybody was coming through yeah it was really strange but we heard it the REM pod that didn't exist go off twice and then a hi and a hello. Do you think it was the same entity that the dark, it was a dark entity saying hi and hello? Well, Sybil and Mr. Cleveland were the people who were talking to us about who it was. And Mm -hmm. Sybil just kept saying, it's from down the hall and we don't like it. We don't like this spirit and we're not letting it in because this is our territory. I kind of left it at that. I didn't want to poke the bear in this situation just because it was (laughs) odd. And I'm like, okay, what is this? But I will say this. When there is a room, when you go up the stairs on the older side, and the room that is most, they say, the most haunted and sought after, and they have stories about, that kind of stuff. That room, every time you went up to it, you got this weird feeling. Like, get out. Like, fight or flight. Just run. Uh Uh Uh-huh. It was strange. And so Brent took his equipment over there, and he got crazy off the wall readings off of his equipment for that room. And he's like, you just walk up to this and you feel like it's kind of like you're walking up to a dark place. Like you've just crossed the line and you're in a war, you know? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, that, that is like what it feels like. I just, huh. I told them about it before. And then he like, it was very end of the night we were kind of done. He was like, I'm going to walk up to this room and see if I feel like what you're kind of describing. And, yeah, he said the war thing, and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I wow. couldn't pinpoint it. I just felt like this is this is not good. But so everybody it felt dangerous through. is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where the dark entity was coming from. Uh-huh. But, but then, no, my my friends basically thought that it, it was down way down the hall, the other room, and I forget the name of it, of course. We were outside of that room when kind of something dark seemed to start talking to us. It couldn't, it might not have been the room. It could have just been the hallway that it was like, hey, who are you guys? You have equipment, that kind of thing. So, you know, they'll just hook on to you. I try to always do the white light, surround myself with the white light not let anything bad in and i think that basically mr cleveland was protecting us in that room when we were in his little area because he probably knew about it. he definitely had to have known it. yeah it was really a good experience honestly but i went to bed that night and it's like i had gotten up at like probably four in the morning or something to to go to the bathroom you know lie, lie back down i never usually fall asleep quickly especially in hotel rooms Mm-hmm. But I kind of said, hey, like, you know, before I went to bed, like, hey, nobody bother me. Like, you know, will my angels protect me? Did the white light and that kind of stuff. And I always ask my spirit guide to 
really protect me, not let anything in. I feel my hair go up in the air and then drop right onto my ear. <laughs> That's like, not hey. funny, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we have rules here. We have to listen. And then I hear this laughter and I'm like, okay. Now that could either be my my spirit guide, who's my uncle, laughing and thinking he's just funny. Or it could be like Mr. Cleveland, because he's just, he just has a heck of a sense of humor. I mean, after talking to him all day, he was just hilarious. That was, that was kind of it. Like, we had a good experience. I mean, the staff was really delightful, wonderful. And if you've never been there, just, you know, like, kind of make it a part of your travel plans for sure. Where is I, it? I'm writing a blog on it. It's uh, near Cleveland, so it's like okay. 30 minutes out from Cleveland. And it's called Henderson manor sometimes people will say punderson lodge and conference center manor uh-huh no so, but if you look up punderson oh like ohio state park punderson it will come right up okay so i i really suggest it that it's sounds really, really interesting but what really interests me is you ask them to put you on the new side so you won't get haunted but you got haunted anyway <laughs> i did and i'm sorry i was my my did you hear that I did. Did you hear that knocking? Well, I heard something, and then I heard your dog bark, I thought. Yeah, something sounded like it was knocking on my wall. I'm in my den. What in the world was that? Well, and to our listeners, this can happen with, with, with Rosella and I because I don't know why. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. This happens to, to me daily. So this it, is, there's, yeah, funny story that I, I just tell us because I literally walked in, never seen it, and I just kind of like do a, I can do like voyeur kind of medium stuff where I can just know what a property looks like and never have been in there and I just knew what it looked like. And I walked in, the woman selling it was like, don't you want to see it? I'm like, no, it's clear. I'm taking it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, There's nothing here. I'm taking it. <laughs> and now we know that she's got people visiting. So God yeah. bless you. God bless you, Rosella. <laughs> yeah, that, that was weird. So usually whenever I talk to you, my light will blink above my head. Uh-huh. But this sounded like a knocking up the wall. I think mm-hmm. it's somebody wants your attention. Maybe yeah. they want to be a part of Real Ghost Chatter. You know, they can. Yeah. Or they like you. Because, yeah. I mean. Oh, lucky me. Yeah, let's not and say we did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. On. Hilarious to listen to. <laughs> but yeah, these experiences happen to me daily. Like people really, like, how many spirits interact with you on a daily basis? And I'm like, oh, eight to fifteen. And they're like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a that's a really good day where it's like not that much activity. <laughs> that's a non busy day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing dramatic is happening. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's go on to the Mansfield Firehouse. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because actually, I wanted to hear. You'd been there before, and I'd heard about it, but I want yes. you had been back, and I want to hear about your experiences there too. Although not as yeah. happy as this one, I still want to hear it. My yeah, this one's not as happy. Like Normally, yeah. it is. Like I've been there five times before. The guy who basically runs it is Bobby, Bobby Chook. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in the paranormal community just know his name. He's the sweetest, nicest old man, you know, like in his, like, yeah, well into his 70s. And he's just so sweet. He's a retired firefighter. But they have a, a jail cell from the, the Ohio Reformatory down the street. Uh-huh. That's what I don't like because it's, it's always made me feel like a big darkness when you walk up to it. Like, I don't even like to go on that side of the building where it's located. Mm-hmm. And Bobby will always be like, oh, you know, everybody else loves it. And the guys really get into like, you know, the doomy parts of it. And 
like they have a um they have like an old wooden casket in there or whatever and i mean apparently it has a lot of history that i don't even like to do you know i don't like to go there or do that um mm-hmm. but i really know and i've seen a lot of like darkness even when you're in the the light of god trying to still try to come get you so i just completely try to like you know break away well the last few times i've gone there and especially this one, I was with my friend Alice, who is a volunteer during bingo, because they do bingo like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. She and I met during that where I was doing some readings for her because I'll go and he'll have me do readings for the staff, things like that. Well, uh, we had become good friends and she's like, I've never done it, but I, I feel safe with you. So I'll go with you guys in and, and see what it's like. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just take an hour and see how it goes. Well. The last few times I've been there with Misty, who I usually go with, my friend, we've been getting kind of like, how do you say it? Like just dark things that come through because Bobby has an ovulus from like this, like the original ovulus. And um, (laughs) it's like, so it's so old, but it always works. Well, they'll call our names through it, stuff like that. Well, lately, yeah, well, dark things have been coming. Oh, dear. Well, start like, first. Tell my listeners, our listeners, what an ovulus is, just in case some don't know. Oh, okay. So it's like basically it already has like a dictionary in there that's pre-programmed into this, you know, like kind of little tiny computer instrument in a way. It, and the dictionary is in there. So they will they can go through and pick a word to push out to you, basically. So you would see it on the screen. Mm-hmm. So if it said like hi or something or a name or like fire for like the firehouse, you would, you would know they're talking to you. Right. Uh, so it, and it always works. And then I usually turn mine on. Then I just have, cause there's an app on your phone, which I really tell people to be careful with, but I wipe my light, light myself and everybody around and the whole building, all that kind of stuff before I do any of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I feel a darkness coming in, I immediately shut it off. Like I'll delete it from my phone. I'll say a prayer and ask for the angels and God to help me, you know, get rid of it, that kind of thing. Push it out. Just kind of push it out. Or sometimes you have to yell at it, you know, like, in the name of Jesus Christ, get out. Like, this is my wish and you have to abide. Right. That kind of thing. So I always tell people, don't mess around with them, like, especially in a dwelling, like, in a basement or in an attic. Just don't. Like, you are asking for trouble big time. My friend did that. Oh my gosh. And I, it took me, like, it took me six hours to get rid of it. And then I had to call my other medium friends who also do what I do. And they had, I had to ask them to do it from their home to protect her. It was just a mess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, don't turn it on unless you really know, you know, what you're doing or you have like my gift to know what's going, you know, what's happening in terms of good and bad, you know? I think that's really, really good advice. People, just will walk around their own house go let's see if somebody's here and i I think don't you think you can invite something in by doing that you sure can that's what i I always warn people like hey this is serious you can't mess around and you know you don't understand that but through experience i think well yeah prudence is is part of what i think i mean i'm prudent about this because yeah you i know they are i know they exist and i'm like i don't i love hearing your stories i love hearing other people's stories I do not need to have test any, it. I don't need to test it. I don't, no. I don't no, need No, I, I have to say, I don't either. You know, like, I know it's there and I'm like, hey, go away and leave me alone. Wait, and so but, yeah. you, the darkness started coming through this obvious? Yeah, it really started like saying like death. You know, yeah. it, it was like prison, prisoner, trapped, 
all these dark, toxic kind of words that were related back to, you know, prison. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, Bobby, like, this is really coming through and it's coming from the back. You would hear knocks and noises from the place that it was coming from. Well, my uncle came through and I've never talked to this uncle. He's been gone for a while. I wasn't close to him or anything at all. Uh-huh. And he was kind of actually even, he's like an ex, basically. So my aunt divorced him before he died. Mm-hmm. And he came through and I'm like, oh my God, is this you? Like, I was kind of happy to talk with him. And he's like, I'm scared. I'm scared of the guys in the corner. And I was like, oh. And he goes, yeah, I'm really scared of the guys in the corner. So I just stopped and I was like, that's it. I am inviting God to come here and all the angels and protect us like Archangel Michael and bringing him in that's it I'm done like I don't mess around I'm like I got two kids to come home to no no and uh, mommy's coming home safe like nothing's coming home back with me so I just was like let's shut this down so then the next time I I came with Alice and like again and basically she was sitting there talking to me and all of a sudden her hair, I saw her hair rise slowly and then drop. Oh, that would freak me out. <laughs> yeah, and she was just talking away. So I didn't, you know, I saw it, but I also didn't want to scare her and like be like someone is raising your hair. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'll let her finish, kind of see what happens if she notices. And it dropped and then she was, she just felt somebody, like someone hit and tapped her shoulder, but it was her hair because her hair is really long and heavy. I told her what happened and she's like, oh my, well then my water bottle knocked over. I I was talking to who I always talk to. His name is Joe, who is somebody who's there all the time and who's present and kind of like tells us he's a protector of the museum and he's Bobby's old friend that he used to work with. What is going on? He goes, yeah, so the hair wasn't me. It was one of the prisoners. I knocked down your water bottle. I'm trying to show you that I'm here protecting you, but you guys should probably go. And I'm like, okay. Bye bye. <laughs> I was like, Omega's taking that hit. Bye. Bye bye. I love you. Bye. Yeah. So Bobby didn't really realize what was really going on. And the problem is that I think it's because so many people come, they just call him and, you know, he'll allow people to come in as investigators, you know, and, and it just depends on what they're doing in there. I mean, there's people who bring good intent and bad intent. And I think that enough people came through at this point for all these years and the darkness is starting to rise like so we're gonna go back like when it becomes warmer because it's a two-hour drive for me and i'm going to stage with my friend alice and then bobby and push them out because i feel in a way that i have to protect the, you know, the other spirits that i do love Mm-hmm. But the typical spirits that would talk to me that are like resident spirits there that are really good, who I love interacting with, they wouldn't even come out. They were like, the scary man in the corner is is scaring me. Like, they're so, scaring me. So you're telling me somebody has been there that has called this out? Because well, why would I, why would this I'm thing have showed out. up? You know, you literally were there the first time and very only had one bad experience that I remember. Yeah. And that was right. in the bathroom, wasn't it? Yeah, that was because my friend, who was very inexperienced and didn't know what she was doing, not her fault, but she picked up my rods. That's it. Yeah, right. And yeah, that's when I saw this demon literally step right through the wall. Like right. It was insane. And we banished it. We got rid of it, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ. And that was that was worked out, but it was a really terrifying night. Right. And, and that's yeah. what I'm wondering. This has gotten worse and worse, it sounds right. like. Right. 
It is. And we've talked about it when we've gone in there. And I'm like, I wonder, should we not even talk about it? Are we inviting it back in what's really happening? Right. But when I talk to the resident spirits and my guides, you know, my family, who used to come and see me there all the time, too, because it was a safe haven for them to talk to me then, mm-hmm. they won't even come. They're like, yeah. no, the, they say the prisoners in the corner are staring at me or they're trying to get to us. They're trying to get over here. And I think my family feels that they should protect me. And the other people's family members who are kind of there, like Missy's family might show up sometimes. They all have departed. Like people wouldn't even come when I was there with Alice. Wow. Nobody, but that one uncle who said, no, I can't do this because these people are here. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of scary. Yeah, That I'm is like, scary. Um, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really frightening. So it didn't take we'll me take that long. It. <laughs> it didn't take me that long. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like Roselle out. I'm done. So yeah. It, you know, it's just once you, and I think people need to really recognize, like I have this warning feeling going off that we need to like stop and go. Mm-hmm. And really bless yourselves like you know really be diligent and care well yeah yeah Yeah. this is you know it's dangerous stuff and that's going to bring me to the last question for our time today because you know while we while i was hearing you talk and all these things that occur with you the question that came to me was why and how why do you keep doing what you do why did you decide to do what you do now most people (laughs) would not most people would go, I'm not going to get involved with that kind of stuff, right? But you yeah, had a, you have a purpose, her. and I want to, I want you to explain to people why you did that and why you Well, I basically always do that just because I feel like right now I'm experienced with what, basically knowing the right from wrongs and what's good and what's bad and, you know, when to quit, you know, that kind of thing too, mm-hmm. what to do. Before I would not, but... I work with angels, basically past loved ones and God. So I only do things that are good. And I try to, I think everything's a learning experience and that God sends you experiences to grow from these experiences and learn. And, you know, maybe I can help that person who's coming to me. Sometimes they'll come to me just to tell their stories. I had another person sit on my bed who just was telling me recipes that her son adored. (laughs) Just because he missed him and she needed someone to talk to. Like, they're like, you can hear me. You can talk to me. So I'm just, I haven't talked in years and I'm talking. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, you go ahead, girl. You talk. Yeah, but when she let me get some sleep. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh no. Um, So I'll kind of sometimes go in and out of consciousness. But yeah. And we did actually find out who Melissa was, who was actually that woman who was in the end of my bed. Uh, talking up a storm the first time that happened to me but it's and that was she was from Mansfield too she was a bingo player so yeah like the craziest things will happen to me but they do and I know that most people would be really scared (laughs) I'm not now I'm like you know I just feel so protected from God and I've seen his angels sometimes when I wake up and I am terrified and I know that they're there so what better resources do I have than than that you know Mm -hmm. like I'll just always look back on that and go, no, God was there for me. I I haven't changed. So I know he's there and I'm always, I always feel protected. Now, some people will be like, I'm not going in that haunted house. You're crazy. And I'll march right in and be like, whatever, God's got me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't see you as a lot of these others. I get, and I, maybe I, I know I'm not wrong about this. I don't see you as some people, some people seem to go 
to hauntings just so they can I don't know a thrill yeah and I don't I haven't ever heard you say that oh gosh no you know I don't think that's why you do it and that's why I'm asking the question Yeah. yeah I try to connect with them so they can talk to a positive I know that nobody else might think I'm normal, but to them, like, yeah, I'm a normal person who's everyday person who, you know, just like, I'm going to let you talk. And I recognize that you were somebody, that you are somebody still, and that you have maybe a message to give me, or you just want to talk because you're lonely. Like, so there's many different reasons. Mm -hmm. I started my mission to kind of tell their story, but I tell the truth. And I just, I think, and I can't lie. I'm just one of those people who can't. And I think that they recognize that. Like, I absolutely really know they recognize, hey, this person's good and they're only here for a good intent. So, hey, let's be friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And it ends up being like that. I have so many friends on the, like, I kind of say, like, who are not here, but they're here. Like, Mm -hmm. they always say on the other side, but... You know, even people when I do readings, their family members that they did the readings that they came through for, they'll follow me around and start protecting me or talking to me. Or if they have a message, I deliver it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that they recognize that I'm nice. And that's hard to find these days. And I mean, I know that from my like normal life of everyday life. So right. I'm sure that they have to understand that too on the other side, you know. Right. Right. But yeah. yeah. But that's what I was, you know, I know you've given many messages to people from their loved ones who have left the world here. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, are out of their physical body anyway. And so yes. I've been, I think that's an interesting calling. It sure isn't one I want. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot for me to face it. Yeah. Yeah. And you do it well. I will say you do it well. Thank and, you. Yeah. I'm still, I love to hear your stories. They are really both touching and educating at the same time. Yeah. Okay. This is the end of this podcast this week. I am okay. so grateful that you were here, Rosella. But I also want to say to people that Rosella and I will be trying to get our schedules connected together so we can do this again soon because there are two other things she had talked about with me prior to the podcast that I think you will find interesting. Oh, yes. Yeah. I want to say thank you again. And again, remember that she has a haunted travel blog that is called my haunted travel blog dot blogspot.com and go there and listen. You can also find her. Okay. Rosella, give us your Facebook page and other places that you would be, that you are. Okay. So I have, yeah, basically under there under Rosella C. Rao and on Facebook, so you can follow me and I talk about like my, I have a podcast as well. If you want to follow me on that, like uh, it's called a haunting good time podcast. I haven't been really up to par with it that much because I've been doing a lot on my blog, but if there's anything new happening or I get a blog up, any kind of thing I'm promoting, it'll be on there. So I have a haunting good time on there and Rosella C. Rao. I also have readings by Rosella on Facebook too. If you ever want a reading, everything I do is positive and from heaven uh, and your loved ones. So, yeah, if you guys, if you want to contact me, that would be great. And then I have my haunted travel blog. So you can just type in my haunted travel blog and it really comes right up. Good. But it's my haunted travel blog dot blog spot dot com. Wonderful. So, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you so much. And I look forward to doing this again very soon. Me too. It's always fun. If you enjoyed this podcast. I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L dot com and or 
authormasterminds.com forward slash M-A-R-Y dash A-N-N dash P-O-L-L. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.